baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 844-16 till 9 on this Monday morning. Tommy Tucker, second to last day of the month. WWL talking to George Kapowich, criminologist in the Department of Sociology at Loyola and a former police officer. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Good morning, Tommy. I'm doing well. You know what? As a criminologist, I wanted to ask you this. When something happens to you, you think it's the first time, right? And I'm just wondering... As it relates to the city of New Orleans and the crime issues and the, the, the police department, retention issues, et cetera, are there studies of other cities that have gone through this exact thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, many, many uh, studies. In fact, the recruitment and retention issue in police departments is uh, nationwide. It's a problem everywhere. Um, and, you know, the uh, and there's research on uh, everything from operations and how police departments react um, and deal with it um, to what they can do um, on the streets uh, to try and put a dent in it. So there's lots of research information out there um, that's uh, that could be valuable. How potentially damage, damaging could something like um, the killing of Tyree Nichols be for recruitment or even uh, retention. If all officers are painted with the same brush, it makes it harder for police. Not that these officers are not, you know, apparently guilty of killing this man, but it makes it harder, I would think, if you paint every officer with the same brush to to hold the job or to want to do the job or especially want to become a police officer. Means the pickings are even slimmer, and then more incidents happen, and then it becomes a cycle. Is is that? Oh, the way things work. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it it is a problem. It's historically been a problem in terms of police, and they do get branded um, as a whole um, by uh, by the public and and sometimes um, uh, the media. But that's always been a problem. I mean, I left um, I left police work decades ago, and it was a problem then, um, and. It is probably more of a problem now because of the proliferation of these kinds of incidents. I mean, there have always been incidents of police um, um, misbehavior and illegal behavior and brutality, um, but now they're more. They, they they seem to be more widespread. They're certainly more known to the public because of the proliferation of street cameras and phone cameras and, and, and people and things like that. Um, so, you know, it's, it's the, the effect of being tarred like that uh, is probably a little more, um, a little more enhanced these days than they were 20 or 30 uh, years ago. We didn't invite you on to talk about Tyree Nichols, but but I did with the last guest, and I thought I'd pick your brain because you are a former officer, post-certified. You're now a criminologist in the Department of Sociology. What happens collectively? How can five guys 
lose their stuff and beat somebody to death when they know they're wearing cameras. George, I can't understand this for the life of me. What am I missing? Well, uh, yeah, uh, that's um, that does seem to be a puzzle. Um, I think what happens is, is uh, well, uh, a couple of things. One is that the police abuse of force and power um, often gets uh, initially labeled as either uh, deficient training or uh, bad apples um, that are the exception rather than the rule. While they are the exception rather than the rule, since most police do not mercilessly beat um, people under arrest, um, the um, we know from lots of research that a combination of the way policies are written, how supervision is carried out, and uh, for lack of a more precise term, the culture of the organization uh, contributes to the misbehavior. When people do get involved in violence, police or non-police, one of the things that we know about that is that they shut down um, extraneous influences, so they get tunnel vision. Police involved in, or, or anyone involved in a shooting, for example, immediately develops tunnel vision, so they're they're not aware of what's on either side. They're not thinking about there might be a camera because they're so focused on the incident. Um, and from the videos uh, that were released in Memphis, it was clear that those officers um, and the crimes that they are accused of, that they were supporting each other. I mean, at one point, officers are actually holding Tyree Evans up while another officer is hitting him. So they became mutually supportive of each other. Um, and then there was a, and I think I heard this right, there was a stray comment on one of the videos where one of the officers, and I couldn't tell who, made reference to um, something about being mistreated by the FBI because of what was happening. Mm. So as, it, as, as the violence ebbed before they propped him up against the car, somebody, and probably more than one, had some recognition that what they just did was not appropriate well, uh, and, and illegal. Let me take a break. We'll come back talk specifically about NOPD's crime-fighting plans. I just wanted to pick your brain about that. George, it's 851, 9 till 9. It's time for traffic on WWL. 8.56, Tommy Tucker, WWL. A couple of minutes left with George Kapowicz, criminologist in the Department of Sociology at Loyola, former police officer. George, as far as you know, has Chief Woodfork issued much of a, a crime-fighting plan yet, other than the shakeup with the um, the personnel, or am I? did I miss something? Well, I, I, I did see something specifically from um, from Superintendent Woodfork that I thought was a good sign in the right direction, and that is that she's got officers focusing on hotspots, um, which is 
um, shown to be uh, effective. The key to hotspot policing, or the keys, I should say, one is how you identify them. Um, because hotspots come and go, you know, hotspots being areas where there's concentrated violence, uh, because violence is not randomly distributed everywhere. It can occur anywhere, but in fact, it tends to be clustered geographically. But the key there is what are they doing? There is good research out there on specific patrol strategies and problem-solving strategies that police can use when focusing on hotspots. Um, so I, I took that um, as a real, um, uh, a real positive sign that she's got them moving in the direction. What's happening in terms of how those spots are, are identified and what they have the officers doing and how they have them patrolling um, matters a great deal. So my hope is that they're doing some of that. I, uh, and I also saw something about their continuing with the um, hiring of uh, civilians. It just seems to be taking an inordinately long time. Yeah, I saw that, and I don't know how long it takes with civil service, uh, or I, I don't know if they, if it was wrong or not. Do you know, Georgia, if, if it's taking an inordinately long time or not? Well, certainly well, not, not from the recent announcement. But the hiring of civilians uh, came up at least over a year ago, if not more. I mean, that's been um, uh, that was talked uh, before uh, Superintendent Ferguson retired, um, and so from that perspective, um, it does seem like it's taking a long time. Um, and um, it, it's complicated. There's civil service rules. There are uh, paying classification issues. There's background checks, um, but you know there are, that that can, those can be streamlined. Thank you, George. I appreciate your time, George Kaperwich, criminologist, Department of Sociology at Loyola, former police chief in October. And OPD announced they were creating 50 new civilian jobs. Three months later, 160 qualified applicants, but not. One has been hired, which seems outrageous, but I, I don't know how long it takes. I know I heard Newell talking about it on Friday, and he was saying that that, um, that doesn't seem like a proper timeline. Something should have been done by now. We'll take a break, come back, talk about engagement in your work on WWL. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 